Welcome back to the Real Life Curriculum Podcast. Today we're joined by Rizwan. Practically begged us to come on here, so we put we put. Joking, bro. We begged him. But yeah, man, bro. Thank you for coming on, man. Um, do you mind just like letting us know, like, sort of what you do, what your like job is? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Introduction sure, to yourself. Sure, sure. So, busy entrepreneur who needs assistance in knowing wh- which next step to take, they come to us. Uh, website owner who doesn't know how to get traffic to their business, they come to us. Someone who needs to, a, bit, a website built in the first place because they don't know how to actually show their business to anyone, they come to us. So basically, we're a one-stop solution for customers who actually want to make sales in their business. If you don't want to make sales, don't come to us. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Simple. Like so you know, like, you say entrepreneurs, could it be from, like, any field, like, literally any field of, per- like, whatever so right they do? Right now, across every to. field. Um, in Google Ads, we're specializing in products that are on Shopify okay. because we've worked out a way where we're getting, like, 800 uh, percent ROAS so the return on ad spend is huge because of we've worked out this certain formula to be able to achieve that what's so the formula that obviously I can't give <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so for that it's specifically for products on Shopify but then we've got in every single different type of industry that you can think of when it comes to uh, business consultancy because we're helping people to get off the ground and some of our clients in that industry are are making more than millions inside there in terms of revenue Mm. Um, but at the same time, they don't know how to actually make what's worth it for them in terms of how much are they actually losing in terms of their costs on this side? How, much, um, how many of their customers are they losing because they don't have other automation set up? So all of that we can help with on that side. So we help in every single different way you can think of. Yeah. What made you want to start up this business then? So it's because every single time, it's, it's weird to say this, but every single time I would refer someone that I thought was good in that industry to someone, okay. they would let that person down. And that person would end up coming to me and saying, Riz, you referred X, and that person flopped. Mm. So I looked bad. And I was like, well, I can do the job yeah. myself. So why not me just actually just do it properly for them? How do you learn to build websites then? So me, myself, personally, I don't ever build uh, websites myself. Anyway. Okay. So I've got developers that can do it. Okay. But now let's say, for example, I would refer them to a developer in the past that developer would then end up taking 10 times as long as what's needed, et cetera. Mm. But then when I'm working with that exact same developer for that particular client, now they're on point. Why? Mm. Because I'm constantly chasing them up. I'm constantly making sure that all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. Okay. It's only because of that extra level of service that they're then getting their end product as they need it. Yeah, so how big is your team in your business? So our team, we've got two designers, three developers, and two part-time staff and one full-time staff. Okay. So when, so when some did... Some of them are offshore, some of them are on. Yeah. So when did you actually start this then? I started, I started, on paper, I started four or five years ago. Okay. But going full-time on the business, I went full-time on the business January last year. Mm. And then this is my first year. I mean, this is my second January, basically. Oh, okay. Full-time. So okay. this is, it's a year old then, basically? If you're talking about full-time, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how would you judge that first year full-time for you? Like, grateful to God, we smashed it, bro. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> we did four times the amount we did when we were doing part-time. Sick. And my level of, my amount of time that I had didn't increase four times. But my team increased four times, my revenue increased four times. Everything increased four times because I now had that full time available, if that makes sense. Yeah. I wasn't working nine to five and then doing a couple of hours in the evening and getting back to people slightly later because I'm working at nine to five and all of that. Because everything was able to flow in motion, it just ended up making us exponentially grow. Sick, man. So grateful to God, though. It's, I'll be honest with you, it's not just down to me. It's like, if it wasn't for, like, sometimes things just fall in your lap, too. 
Mm. Like you can put you can put one step in front of the other, and sometimes those steps are right and things will fall in your lap. But sometimes those steps are wrong and still things will fall in your lap. Yeah. But because you're taking steps in front of the other and people are seeing that you're still there, um, and you're not going anywhere, people are more willing to come to you. So just to give you an example, um, let's say you're walking the street in in High Cross and um, you're outside of High Cross. Sorry, you're walking towards High Cross and a crackhead comes up to you. Sorry, but a crackhead comes up to you. He gives you a perfume and he says, "Oh, take this for a tenner," and that perfume is worth two hundred pounds. But it's a real perfume. Hmm. Most people will say no to that person, not because it's not real, but because they know they can't come back to that person. They don't know how that person's got that thing. But now that same perfume, they, that same person might go into High Cross and purchase it for 200 pounds because of the fact that they know that they can trust the brand that they're buying it from mm. and it can come back to them. Yeah. So the longer you're in business, sometimes you just get wins for the sake of being there. Yeah. So. What a great analogy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what what, what is it that you did it. before the business then? So before the business, I was working, um, I was in NatWest call center. Okay. After that, I was in a st- uh, real estate for only six months, oh, okay. I was just trying to find my find my feet, um, and then after that, I went into network marketing. Network marketing, I learned a hell of a lot, mm. um, and then I was a business analyst, and I was a business analyst in a couple of different firms, and then that's where I grew. I grew skills from network marketing and skills from uh, being a business analyst. Mm. Put them together, and that's how I was able to now. What was the key analyst. skills that you took away from network marketing? So network marketing was leadership skills, leading from the front, mm. being able to um, present in front of people, being able to network with people, being able to, like, I'm introverted by nature. Mm. But because of network marketing, it forced me to learn skills that made me slightly extroverted. Yeah. So although, yeah, I'm not doing it anymore, the skills that I learned from that, like, you can't replace that with anything. Mm. So how does someone like you who's just started up this business, how do you build your clientele? So there's so many different ways, but the main way we built it last year was not from automation, but the main way we'll build it this year is from automation. So last year was all about putting out um, value on social media, mm. helping people to understand that we are who we say we are, helping people to understand that they can trust us, um, that we do have value, that we are staying um, on trend, we're staying up to date, we're learning constantly, we're helping people to understand that we're willing to do the things that they aren't willing to do. Mm. So to give you an example, you've got people who love fitness, right? As a PT, uh, they may be a PT, they may have clients who just love to be in the gym. Whether they're getting results or not is irrelevant because they just love to go to the gym, so it's easy for them. Mm. Then you have people on the other side where they've got, even though they've got discipline in fitness, they can't transfer that same discipline to business because they just don't have that love for it like they have in business. Yeah, I've got that love for business mm. that they have for fitness. So for me, for fitness, I have to put in I have to like literally count my, my, um, my days that I'm going and things like that to try and get consistent. For them, they would have to do the same thing, but for business, because they don't have that passion for it. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, become, it became easy for customers to come to me because they know I've got the passion for it. And now it just becomes a case of, okay, if I can align with him and with his team, then he can help me because he's willing to read the books, go through the trial, mm. trial and error, go through everything that other people aren't willing to do. Yeah. And therefore, it will help them further. You talked about aligning with people. Have you ever had to turn anyone down who you don't align with? Not yet, to be honest. No, everyone's been calm. Everyone's been calm. Up to, there's certain clients where up to a certain point, um, you have to end up letting them go. Like after a while, maybe the price point may not be right for them, etc. But at the beginning, I'll be honest with you, there's literally, there's little to no clients that I can think of 
where we haven't aligned from the get-go. Yeah. Um, it's only clients who aren't, the reason why we won't, they'll be a non-starter is only if the price isn't right for them, or if they haven't seen enough value. Mm. And it's one or the other. And uh, price is only an objection in the absence of value. You've probably heard that before. Mm. So if price is only an objection in the absence of value, value, it's like how much more value can I show to this person for them to understand and truly realize yeah. that this is why the price is this. Yeah. And if you can't show that, that's fine. Maybe in the future you can show that. Mm. And maybe that client will become a client in the future. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you help like people who have like a business idea? They may have not got the business there already, but they've just got the idea and they want to know how to make it happen, basically. Yeah, I'll give you a recent example. So, well, it happened two months ago. There's this girl that randomly said, like, can we jump on a call, etc." Um, and she said, this is my idea right now. Um, and to be honest, what I normally tell them is I say, we're gonna have a 30 minute free call, which is what we normally have anyway. And in that 30 minute free call, I understand if they can become a client or not. Yeah. And in this 30 minute free call, I realized that she's broke. Um, hopefully she's not watching this thing. <laughs> 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 but, um, oh, shit. But I realized that she's broke. She, she agreed, it, agreed with it, but just not in those words. <laughs> don't have money. Um, uh, but at the same time, she's also um, someone who had this idea, had this passion. She just hadn't actually taken any steps towards it. So I said, look, I'm not gonna take you on as a client. Even like my, my price, at that point was 200 pounds per session, per one and a half hour session. Mm -hmm. And what I said to her is that, look, I'm not gonna take you on um, because right now at this present moment, you haven't proved to yourself that you're gonna put in action. Mm -hmm. So I could float this idea in front of you that yeah, cool, it's 200 pounds, come sit down and you may even do it. But if you haven't proved to yourself that you're willing to take action, then it's pointless. Mm -hmm. So instead in that 30 minutes, I just told her a few steps and those steps were create the product Give it at least and give it out to at least 10 people, get some feedback, adjust it, make an actual product which is which you're proud of, and then let's have a session. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately she's not gonna make any money until she's actually made the product and made it so that she's proud of it. Because otherwise you can't sell anything. Well, you can sell anything if you're not proud of it, but it's not really morally right mm -hmm. until you're actually proud of it. Okay. And so helped her through that journey. And then she messaged me literally, I think it was two weeks ago now, saying, um, look, this is what we created. It was bath bombs or some, something of that nature. They created it. She got some great feedback, but she still needs to do a few more rounds and then we're going to be sitting down for okay. a session. So, so. so, you know, does anyone ever come to you like with an idea or they're already in business, but it's something you have no idea about, like you don't know anything about that business or industry really? Most of the time, to be fair. Most <clears> of the time, I don't know <clears> but like about that specific industry unless yeah. I've worked with that specific industry before, but they still become a client because of the fact that I'm willing to go and do that research. Mm. Okay. So um, you have to go do research first before you- Yeah, sometimes like, I'll yeah. Go, go do research or some, I'll be honest with you, sometimes there's pr certain principles that regardless of what the industry is, they still need to implement them. Mm. Whether it's creating their offer, um, finding out how to bring leads towards their business, um, making sales, those three things are three principles that regardless of what industry they're in, they need assistance with, unless they've already got it packed down. Mm. And then the, the fourth thing that businesses that are going from 1 million to 3 million, half of them can't get to that stage until they've got their processes piped down. Because no matter what staff they have, if the processes aren't written down, they can't, f <coughs> they have nothing to follow. And so there's, there's that angle too that can still be helped with regards <coughs> to businesses. So we'd start working with them and while we're working with them, they'll give me their industry knowledge and I'll also learn at the same time, build it together and take it to the next level. Okay. Do you use AI much to help you? Yeah, so we use ChatGPT quite often. Um, mainly because I'm dyslexic, um, I'll be using it to re rephrase things. So mm. I'll write up whatever I'm going to write up, put it into ChatGPT, say make it friendlier, etc. That's the main reasons why I would use it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ChatGPT is great. 
Yeah. It's a great, great, great tool. You know what I read? So there was this podcast, I think it was Stephen Bartlett. You, you heard of that Mo Gadawat? I've heard of him. I've never watched one of his episodes. So he talks about, like, you need to, everyone needs to stop using AI because apparently it could. Why? Like, Gonna take over. Yeah, take over. Basically, is that true or I don't know? Because I don't. I'm not too techy with the technology side of I, things. I'll but. be honest with you. I I can't see into the future. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you thought. Uh, I, could, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You man are techy. No, gen, genuinely, there's one guy that I know that you should maybe even get on, um, and I'll I'll hook you up with him later in terms mm. of his details and stuff. But this guy knew about ChatGPT six months before the world knew about it. Yeah. This guy knew about all these different other apps that are now coming out. Six months ago, he's told me about them. And he's right now building other apps which are in the AI world, which no one else right now has even marketed. But he's like, I don't want to market it yet because mm. there's other people who have got so much resource in terms of stuff that if they caught wind on this and thought that it was a good idea, they'd build it in a month, whereas for him, it might take three months. Mm. So that's not answering your question, but just to help you to understand, like there's people who are way 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 more knowledgeable when it comes to that, that mm, yeah in terms of my potential my particular opinion when it comes to ai is they are going to take over but only for the non-skilled work mm. so even the skilled work to an extent they will take over but if you're constantly learning constantly growing in whatever field you're in you will always be able to utilize ai yeah to do whatever it is that you want to do <clears throat> do you know win-win for business yeah business. do you know what i wanted to ask you as well obviously so i've just opened up my hotel about seven months ago and i've got a website as well. And I actually had a meeting with a, someone who do, literally what you do, I had a meeting with, with her last week. So what, what advice would you give to me in pushing direct bookings for my website? Because I can't seem to get that at the minute. So what are you currently doing? So in terms of actually pushing the website itself. So only now recently, I've been being a bit more active on the social media side of things. TikTok, kind of, Insta more. But in, I've done like leaflets, I've done little things like that. but. I'm, we're just stuck at the minute, you know so what I mean? How much do you have to invest in, 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 in your business? So do you have £100 a month, £1,000 a month, £5,000 a um, month? Be realistic. Realistically, probably be about 500 a month okay. at the minute, at the current okay. minute. And how quickly do you need sales to come in? Quick, because I have... Then so basically, my break-even point is around 20 okay, okay. a month. So SEO is definitely <laughs> hey. SEO is definitely not the way to go. No. Um, the reason why is because SEO is long term. Don't right. get me wrong. SEO is the daddy when mm. it comes to marketing. Yeah. But only if you're in it for the long run. Mm. Your results could take six months, a year, two yeah. years. The results aren't anywhere near instant. Right. Whereas you've got Google Ads, mm. where 500. I'll be honest with you, is still a little bit low, low because if you're doing 500 pounds in total. Yeah. To pay a company to manage your Google Ads is going to cost between 300 and 500 at the low level, right? Right. That's just the cost for them in terms of like for us. Right. And then for the ad spend, that's another whatever you want to put. And the minimum you should put is a grand. But for ads? Yeah, for ads. But now let's say, for example, you're on a tight budget and we have made it work. Like one of our recent companies have made it work with 500 at the beginning. Mm. And now they're on 800% ROAS, which is incredible. And I love it. Mm. But... Um, you can start with the 500, but the reason why Google Ads is the one for you is because you're only paying when someone clicks. You're not paying for someone to see the ad. Do you get it? Yeah, I get it. I get so it. now on Facebook, you're paying when someone sees the ad. So mm. if it's 100,000 impressions and no one clicks, you're paying. Yeah. Google Ads, if 100,000 impressions and one person clicks, you're paying one pound for that person to click. Yeah. So then you've got 
depends on it depends on the industry mm. but then that means there's 500 people that could click within your 500 pounds okay yeah so okay. you're more likely to then work out the conversion and then build from there so what more could i do to promote to promote the hotel so social media without a shadow of a doubt every single day yeah um as many posts as you possibly can someone asked me recently like um i put out a poll last week about effective marketing um and then someone sent me over some questions and one of the questions was how often should I post on social media? Mm. And the truth is, is that, look, if you look at your insights and you see when you post a reel, 50% of them are non-followers and 50% of them are followers, then it means why not just post as often as you can with as high value as you can? Because mm. it means you're going to get more non-followers to see that you exist. If they know that you exist, they can buy from you. If they don't know you exist, they can't buy from you. Mm. It becomes as simple as that. So the first thing would be social media and getting that patted down and and really, really going ham mm. with social media. And then, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say ham, but. So, yeah, going ham on social media first, mm. and then it's building up the blogs and everything else on your back end of your website. Okay. So that it builds up the SEO, and you can also then redirect your traffic from Instagram straight to your back end of your website too. So both of them will just start building mm. hand in hand without you having to pay anyone. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And then anytime one of your posts goes viral, mm. and by viral, I don't mean it goes to millions of views. It could be that your average uh, reel does a thousand views, and then you get one that does 3,000. In your head, that should be classed as, okay, that went viral. So what you do is you then put down maybe 30 quid on an ad for that particular reel so that you get more people. Okay, I get that you, I get you. you know that that was what people wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. And if you just build that strategy, that's a cheap, effective strategy that can help more people to know that you exist, which means more people come by from you. That, that, that woman, whoever you met today is gone. <laughs> just got a free consultation call on the podcast. <laughs> Love that, man. So what, so would you recommend the same thing for a podcast then? We should post as much as we, we can. 100%. 100%. Even paid ads with podcasts. Even paid ads, yeah. If something goes viral, yes. 100%. And the truth is, is <laughs> I'm looking at it. We've always been like, no, nah, we're just not going to do it. Let's the podcast do uh, it. Um, but um, nah, yeah, we've always just not done it. Like, I don't know what it is with paid ads, but I guess. Have any of your posts gone viral? Sorry to cut you off halfway through. What, what does viral mean? Viral means it's achieved double or triple what you would normally get. It's called, min it's mini viral. It's not actually yeah. viral, but. Yeah. Double or triple what you would normally get. Yeah, Chase is one. Uh, Chase is one yeah. first. Good yeah. Glamour, yeah, good yeah, few, yeah, 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 a good few. Yeah, yeah, yeah quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, right? yeah, quite a lot. Then all you do is you post that, and in your caption, Homes. maybe even you um, amend the ending of it, so you do it separate to the reel itself. Mm -hmm. You create a separate. Um, forgotten the word, but basically you recreate that reel, but at the end of it, you just put um, contact us if you'd like to be a guest. Okay. And then now you're going to potentially get higher class guests coming on. Mm -hmm. And something else that you guys don't do at the moment, since you guys want to get rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Something> uh. <laughs> at the moment is um, you're not really telling people to, to really subscribe to you, really follow you. Mm. Now, if you were to tell people... Everyone follow, subscribe, <laughs> everything right now. Isn't it? Thank you very much. Much appreciated. The truth is as well, like... I don't know, you tell me, but at the end of each session that you're sitting with someone, do you mm. ever, are you asking them, um, is there someone that you'd recommend for to come on? A, a few times we would do mm. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be a religious yeah, yeah. Every thing. Every time, yeah. Every yeah. single time, no matter what, and it should be, I want 
just give me three people's names who you have um, who have a lot of followers, mm -hmm. and then it just literally comes from that. When you message them, you're saying, "Oh, this person recommended that you should come on." Yeah, okay. yeah. So now, now it's more credible, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you're gonna start with their name in that first line. So mm -hmm. as soon as they now see that, mm -hmm. immediately they're gonna say, "Oh, I know that guy." Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no like and trust kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so let me let me give you a scenario. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've got you, like someone's booked in for a call in it with you, innit? and the the thing is that two guys they run a podcast they want to know what do they do to start making money from the podcast and what would you what would you say i wonder who these guys are i, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> just a scenario i just thought of in my head uh, uh, so i thought i'd put it out there oh, I, I delete the the message <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no genuinely if you want to make money from your podcast the first thing i'm going to do i don't know if you realized as well earlier is that when you ask me a question the first thing you do is i need to understand all the facts mm. so what do you guys currently do to make money? Do you do anything right now to make money on the pod? No. Okay. Do you need the money right now? Not right now, but it'd be good okay. in, later down so the line. If you don't need it right now, I'd hold out right now. I'd All right, what if I need it right now? Yes. I want, I I want to know the difference. So, so now, let's say, for example, you don't need it right now, then mm -hmm. you'd hold out, you'd carry on building your following, and you carry on telling your, the people who are subscribed to you, you carry on telling them that, look, if you know anyone who you think would be great, then, then let them know. Mm -hmm. If you like and subscribe, we're more likely to actually be able to get better guests. Mm -hmm. You do what Stephen does and say, out of X number of people who watch, this percentage are subscribed. Can you please subscribe? So again, mm -hmm. it gives them another reason. Mm -hmm. You watch Stephen Bartlett's Behind the Scenes. I don't know if you guys have seen them. No, no, no I need no, to. No, I, they I just watch it. Are they hard. good? Yeah. So yeah. Hard. He'll teach you literally everything that he does behind his podcast and why his is number one. Mm -hmm. The amount of research they do behind the scenes is nuts. Absolutely nuts. You know the, the thumbnail itself? Yeah. They test that 90 times. Really? Before it even goes out. Crazy. Sometimes you'll see on his YouTube, you'll see one thumbnail. And the next time you go on YouTube and you see that same post, it'll be a different thumbnail. Because they test Oh, really? It. So they're always changing it, yeah? They're testing it until they find out what the ideal one is. And then that's... They the just leave that there. But because of all the tests that they're doing, they've got this button here underneath. Where as soon as someone says something that's like on point that he thinks is good mm -hmm. he'll press that button it'll record using ai what that text is so as soon as straight after the pod is done they're now testing that caption immediately with the audience no way it's hard we got the button so um so yeah so those are the first things yeah mm. making your product which is this the best product it can be mm -hmm. because otherwise no one's going to recommend it. <clears throat> yeah. Let's say I come here and I have the best experience ever. Mm -hmm. The first thing I'm going to do when I go home is not going to be um, just like a normal day. It's not going to be like, oh, I just went to a podcast. If I'm a high caliber person, I'm going to podcast all the time. I'm not even going to mention it, right? Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> now, if you guys give the best service ever, the first thing I'm going to do when I go home is talk about it. The first time mm -hmm. I see one of, my, one of my friends who's also a high-class celebrity or whatever it is, mm -hmm. I'm going to mention it as well straight away. So all, to, all of a sudden now they want to be on. Mm -hmm. So this is the these are the foundations. Yeah, yeah. Because without the foundations, there's no point even thinking about money because mm -hmm. things will just flop. Mm -hmm. um, if you can't get referrals, it's just going to flop. So that's the first thing. The, and then in terms of actually making money, I'd look at, okay, what do you guys really care about? So look you, look, you think about Steven as the gold standard. Mm -hmm. How does he make money? He makes money from his sponsors with stuff that aligns with him. Mm. Yeah. So you've got to think about, okay, what's the five things that align with you? And when I say five things, I, I mean the five things that you really care about that make you slightly unique. So for example, for me, I'll mention a few. One is uh, UFC, one is business, one is family, and in particular, my daughter. Um, and then 
little sports like basketball, table tennis and things like that. Those are the things that I'm kind of interested in. And then at the same time, I go gym here and there. But mm -hmm. that's only just to keep me occupied. Those five things now make me, if I put them out there, those five things make me a unique individual because I've got a business, but I also do these five things. When someone sees me and they see that girl, whoever you contacted, mm. and you like UFC as well as uh, table tennis, and let's say I put that out, but I also now do websites, and mm. that girl doesn't like UFC at, or uh, table tennis, you're more attracted to me automatically. Mm. Yeah? Your subscribers need to become more attracted to you automatically. And the only way that's gonna happen is by them knowing a bit more about you personally. Mm. Yeah? Now, once that's all happening, and that's, that's, that's all like building, you're now naturally gonna think, well, I use this all the time. I'm willing to share this for free anyway, in terms of like, maybe it's a whoop or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Automatically, now it becomes a case of, well, I might as well get an affiliate link. Mm. Then you, from that affiliate link, you end up building the sponsorship and you end up making money from that. But that only happens if all the foundation that I just mentioned, and there's probably things that I missed out because we're literally just live, yeah, I've got yeah. nothing in front of me. Yeah, but, um, but with the foundations, then that built together then makes that <clears throat> But when you just try and skip all of this and just jump to this, you put an affiliate link today, you probably get one click. Not in a disrespectful way. Yeah, you probably mm -hmm. get one click. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you've you got to build up that cult following first. Um, and your learning level, whatever your learning level is right now, needs to go through the roof. What um, do you mean by learning level? So right now, like how many books are you going through? How many podcasts mm. are you going through yourself? Mm -hmm. How many of these things are you going through right now mm. that makes you, that separates your brain level? From the rest. Yeah. From the yeah. rest. Mm -hmm. Because <coughs> Rogan, for example, if you just think about just podcasters, Stephen, he's in a unique position because the guy sold his company for 300 million pounds. Mm -hmm. He can invest whatever the hell he wants into this to make his successful. The guy's on planes, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like mm, his yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got Joe Rogan, where yes, he had a bit of money, but he started same as how you guys started. He didn't have much money from the UFC when he started. But what did he do is he had an interest in every single little different thing that he there had is. his guests yeah, on. Yeah. And then by building up that knowledge base, now he's become a person that people want to listen to. Mm -hmm. But without doing that... He wouldn't be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of his audience came from the UFC. Why? Because he's UFC, but also just talking to a guest. Mm -hmm. mm. You look at Patrick Bet David, same thing. He, everyone knows his life. How much do people know about your life? Mm -hmm. True, definitely. That is true. This is about the guys anyway, the scenario yeah. guys. But yeah, I don't think a lot of people know about their lives, <laughs> isn't it, man? No, nah, but I get that on the real though, like 100% that like, even we've been saying it, we need to put like a bit more, more of us yeah. out there as well, isn't it? Like content, things we just do normally, like outside this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, um, you, here's, you, here's what I'd say as well, yeah, is like there's this very powerful question. Well, it's powerful for me and all my clients, um, and hopefully it's powerful for you guys too, is that look, let's pretend tomorrow was the day. Let's forget about the podcast, forget about everything, right? Um, let's talk about your business, for example, because mm. you've got a product <clears throat> business, mm. something that you can provide basically, a service, right? Um, if tomorrow was the last day that you could make um, that 20K, mm. and the next day after that, you got to pay that bill. Yeah. And I've seen you gulp, so I hope that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, it's good, we're good. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> If, if that was the case, what would you do today so that people know mm. and can book tomorrow? <coughs> Forget about the strategy that's going to be a three-month strategy or 12-month strategy. It's like, what can I do today right now? 
Mm. That's actually going to make a difference for people to actually get to know who the hell I am and then purchase accordingly. Yeah. Um, and as soon as you start taking that, that frame of mind, you immediately start to actually put some urgency behind what you're doing. Yeah. And it becomes back to, did you guys go to university? No. No, no. Okay, so the only thing I learned from university, only thing, was that if there's a deadline, it doesn't matter what happens, I'll stay up, drink four Red Bulls at night, yeah, to get to that it. deadline. Yeah. So same way, it just reminds me of that in the sense where when I have that level of urgency, that no matter what happens, I just have to achieve X, I put in a different level of urgency. Mm. That's what you have to bring out of yourself. It's like, what's actually pulling you to do it? When's the last time you did an all-nighter? Mm. Was there ever a time? Yeah, my, no, never for work. But yeah, I've ever. done all night as well. Nah, probably not for work. Definitely yeah. not for work. I mean, yeah. how, the question is, how bad do you want it? True, uh, true. Now, I'm not saying do all nighters and mm. ruin your health and all of that stuff. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, how badly do you actually want it? Mm. That's what you have to ask yourself. Yo, Got me thinking. Well, I look in the mirror after this now, man. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, though, man. Honestly, but uh, quickly you mentioned it's about that, the scenario, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <I> don't, <laughs> scenario says, man, man, but. Um, you mentioned uni there. So what is like your view on universities and that? Dead. Dead, fully. Yeah, hopefully I don't get sued. Why, <laughs> why did you go? And what, what was your reason for going? What did you I study as well? Because I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. Mm. Um, I knew I wanted to go into business. But up until I had this business, I still didn't know what business I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So in school, I was selling sweets. You know, just the oh, yeah, The hustler. Yeah, yeah. Hustler, yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like yeah. selling sweets and then selling phones, then selling PS2s and all of that side of things. Um, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do for long term. I knew those, those were just quick side hustles, mm -hmm. whatever they were, do you get what I mean? Um, and at that point when I was leaving college, I was like, I still don't know what it is I want to go into for business. It's not like I've got a whole bunch of cash next to me. So the next step is uh, uni because it still gives me that time to learn mm -hmm. and, and to um, kind of work out what it is that I want to do. And I did business studies and honestly, I learned nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, I swear to God, nothing. nothing. Because all of that is not relevant to right now. I think the only thing that actually sticks in my mind from then was when they did a study on McDonald's and they talked about how uh, McDonald's is so aligned with their processes and they shake it, they shake the chips like only like an exact amount of times and all of mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And that like gave me a bit of knowledge. But the truth is you can get that from any YouTube video mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. So for me personally, it was just a way of biding time to learn what I did want to do okay. more than anything else. Right. But you guys didn't go uni, so I'd love to know, like, why didn't you go uni? Like, what was your thought process or your decision-making process at that time? My process, my thinking on uni was I only wanted to go if <clears throat> I really needed to go to do whatever job I wanted. But there was no job that I wanted to do. Really, at that time, I didn't know, like, what I wanted to do. But there was nothing in my head, like, where I needed <coughs> to go uni for it. And I knew if I go uni, I won't be going uni for uni. I'm just going to... I'm going for the yeah. nightlife party. And so for me, it just never made sense because mm. there was nothing that I needed to go there for really for me. But yeah, no, nah, for me, you know, I, I did my A-levels, but second year, I already knew I wanted to do property. So to be fair, my mum advised me, instead of going uni, go and learn a trade because that's what is in property. So it was either going to be Sparky, plumbing, carpenter or bricky, whatever. So I got an apprenticeship. Definitely so for me personally, I learned loads, man. I learned loads. And yeah, okay, I weren't making a lot of money because of the apprenticeship, but the things I've learned that I now put into my work now is, is this different level, you know. In property, you need to have a team in place and sometimes you need to be able to do stuff yourself, you know. Majority of the time, in, there's an issue, it's plumbing. Yeah. I'm a plumber, you know. If, it, if it's not plumbing, 
it's electrics and my boys are sparky you know i'm well connected from being on site for six years i had the opportunity to connect with other people and essentially build my network so you know what i mean so and like obviously going forward like when i want to build my own portfolio it's just easier like there's a lot of people who get into property who don't know the building side of things you get it and can easily get like done over by a builder you know what i mean yeah, so yeah. it's like you kind of for me no i've learned to adapt well, no i've just learned to adapt you know what i mean like when i'm at a networking event i'll put a formal tone on when i'm in in the presence of trades i'll speak how i spoke on site you get it it's just adaptability that's what i've learned in it no, so it's good it's so relevant and and i think it's so necessary as well with with it when it comes to apprenticeships that's mm. so 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 valuable in my opinion because of you're on the job learning. Yeah, learn, 100%, man. You gotta, you gotta learn. But I wanna talk, go back on, obviously, you know what I do now? So I'm, I'm trying to do like a, an hour of education a day. So I'm constantly learning. You seem like a knowledgeable person in business. Do you- Pretending, bro. <laughs> <laughs> do you study every day though? Cause you, like on different aspects. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Day. Why is that important though, for you? you? Because the thing is like, it's like 50 Cent said, he said, if you wanna hide he said the N-word, but he said, if you want to <laughs> hide knowledge from a person, you put, um, it, in a book. put it in a book. Yeah. Yeah. And he's 100% true, like 100% right, bro. Mm. And like the amount of podcasts I've listened to, and this is why I don't recommend, this is probably like the worst time to say this, <laughs> but this is why I don't, I don't recommend like binging off podcasts mm. because from a podcast, you're going to learn like everything that I've said so far, hopefully you've found value so far, but everything mm. that I've said so far, has been 1% off a book mm. and off practice, right? It's not like, if I then go deeper, or if you read, read a book about the specific topic, the amount of stories and bits that they're gonna have in there that then sticks in your mind for you to then use is a different level. Mm. And you can't get that from me just saying a one minute analogy. You may think you've got it, but the truth is, is that you're not going to then implement it because you're not going to remember it all the time. Mm. But then when you read a book on that specific topic, because of how many examples they've got now next week and next month and next year, you're remembering that little one story that they mentioned because yeah. they've got so, so many different, yeah. Back and forth, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and kind of arguing with themselves and trying to prove a point. Yeah. They're not writing a book just to try and convince you. Mm. They're writing a book to make it without a shadow of a doubt that it was worth them writing that book. Yeah. So that's why like, I know books are boring, but they're so, so, so powerful. Have you ever read the same book over and over again until you understand it fully? Yeah, 100%. So there's certain books that I would go over again and again. So um, I, it's not the rich dad, poor dad, but it's like, if I need to get back into hustler mode mm. and I need to go ham, the first book I'm going through is uh, 10X. 10X, yeah, it's um, Grant, is it Grant Cardone? Yeah, yeah, I've got that book, you know, I've not even read it there though. It's mad. Well, yeah, 100%. Have you that's read your, it? That's your task First, all Yeah, I've got a new, business. oh, I finished, Bang. first book I finished this year, 5 5am Club. Don't know if you've, if you've read I've that. Seen that yeah. Um, but then this, yeah, I've got that book, so I need a new book to start in it. So. so how are you doing, how are you going through books, reading? Yeah, so I just do it at least, when I wake up, it's like 20 minutes, 25 okay. a day, roughly. And then in the day? Nothing, bro. Okay, let me tell you a, a hack. Yeah. Audible, download it. Mm, I've got it. I don't, bro. I don't care if you what? don't like it. Bro. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Sure it's not, it's like, it goes back to like, how bad do you want it? Yeah, true. Because even if you don't like it, mm. cool. But soak up the knowledge, even if it's five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Do you get me? So like with my staff, what I do is I tell them that, look, 
five minutes when you're on the way to work, five minutes when you're on the way home. Mm. And what I mean by five minutes is you literally, at the bottom of Audible, there's a timer. Five minutes. Mm -hmm. You put that timer on, it's going to turn off after five minutes. I didn't even know there was a timer on. And then you just turn it off. But I guarantee you, you start doing this. After a month, you'll like some of those days inside that month, you'll be like, yo, this is interesting. I'm turning off that timer. Mm. And then just start listening. And you'll just carry on listening. Yeah, if yeah. you can listen to a podcast you can listen to a book but it has to be the right type of person mm. so I think the first book that you should probably listen to would be like Eric Thomas's uh, book where Eric Thomas I don't know if you guys know who he is no, this no. guy's a beast yeah absolute beast <laughs> um, this guy was homeless um, took 12 years to get a four year degree he's a motivational speaker now but the guy went through and this is another reason why like, it's important to get these stories in, is because the guy's gone through, I don't know your guy's lives, so I could be wrong, but the guy's gone through 10, maybe a thousand times more hardship than mm. I've ever been through in my life. And he's now where he is, which all it does is it just cements in your mind that if that person can do it, I can do it. Mm. If that person can do it, I can do it. And you have enough of those stories in your mind and you become unstoppable. Because then it just becomes a, a thing of, well, I'm just going to put every single step in front of each other that I can. And if it's not meant for me, it's not going to happen. But I'm going to put every bit of my effort that I can because I know that if that person could do it, I could do it. So just to go back to like what book, Eric Worre, if you want to be successful, at, I mean, uh, if you want to be successful as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Another book would be 50 Cent's Hustle Harder. The reason why I'm telling you these certain types of books is because they've got passion behind when they're talking. Mm. So it's easy to listen to. Is he talking in it, 50 Cent? He's talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, 50 is talking. So it's easy to listen yeah, to. You get what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So if you choose those types of people, not a monotone voice like me, it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be falling asleep at the wheel, I'm telling you. Uh, how, how many books do you, like, do you go through then, like, in, a, in a year, for example? So I've gone through 74 so far. This year, I've gone through, I've finished one and I've read one. So I've finished one audio. Okay. And I've read one. So you just mix it, like read some, listen to some yeah, audible. The one that I'm reading and the one that I'm listening to, the one that I'm reading, I only ever read books that I've already listened to. Okay. So I listen to it first. If it's got enough gems in it that I need to make notes, then yep. that's the next book that I'm reading. Okay. So I've only this year started reading because right. in the past, all of them were audios. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now I've realized like 100 million offers, for example, that one is one where I need to take the gems down mm. and actually implement them chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. So I read through that whole book and now I'm just doing, I'm on chapter three, implementing that book. Because that's the thing is that if you go through these 74 books, I've implemented at least one gem from each book. Mm. But there's some people who will just go through one book and want to implement every gem from that book before they move on to the second book. And the only reason why I don't really agree with that is because there's all this knowledge that you don't even know about. Forget about whether you implement it or not. Mm. You don't even know about it. So then you're walking through life and you don't even realize um, you don't even realize that you could have made a different decision based on different knowledge. So, yeah, highly, highly recommend audiobooks, man. You, you know, just so going on. from now, you're going to tell yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, because no, no, I, 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 <laughs> the thing is, I was yeah. going to say to you, you said one sentence that just blocked me off from whatever I was going to say, but I like, Sorry. I hate audiobooks, innit? Like, I, I, I'm, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he said, I don't care. Yeah, it I'm like, fucking hell, man. I've got to listen to these audiobooks. But, mine, I was going to say to you, though, you know, like, just off that topic, but for you personally, do you have like a dream life, like a, a big goal that you want to hit? To be honest, I just want um, freedom for my daughter mm. and my soon-to-be son or daughter that comes. That's coming in March. So that's it. Congratulations, bro. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, just dropped it. Congrats, man. So yeah, man. So um, that's all I want is I just want freedom for them. I'll be honest with you. Like 
I don't even care. Like this might sound so weird, bro, but I don't even care about my life. Do you mm. get me? Like, not to that extent yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of suicide or anything like that. Yeah. Nothing like that, bro. Mm. But I just genuinely, I don't even care about it. Like, I'll work as much as I want to work. But the truth is, the it's not. I, people might misunderstand me. It's not that I want to create financial freedom for them because I don't. I want to create financial freedom so that anything that they want to do, I can provide. Not that I will provide. Mm-hmm. Because my main thing is I need them to understand the value of life and the value of money and the value of them living and creating their own. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I don't have the ability to, then that's even harder for me to be able to take. Mm-hmm. So Lewis Hamilton, I'm not sure if you guys know his story. No, not really. No, no, no. no. You guys need to know these stories. Yeah, I know, man. I, need I feel like I read a, you know, like when I was doing GCSEs, year 11, you know, when you had to do your writing exam and that, I need to do Do you remember? Yeah. Is, it, is it something about his brother? His dad. Okay. No, we don't know nah, story. Okay, no, nah, I don't know the story. His dad, he was not the most well-off. Maybe he was richer than all of us, I don't know. But for go-karting, um, it cost a lot back in the day. Yeah. And he couldn't afford it with, unless he worked three jobs. But it's his son. He wanted to be able to provide for his son. Mm-hmm. So and like allow his son to do what his son really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so what he did is he worked three jobs, ruined his entire marriage, um, ruined everything of his own life just so that his son could have his dream of doing going through go-karts and mm-hmm. going round round the track, etc., and getting better and better and better. And now he is where he is today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever want to be in a position where I have to work three jobs mm-hmm. to then provide to, for my daughter because I know I will do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If my daughter wants that. I know I will do whatever it takes, even if it ruins my entire life. I don't care. Mm. Um, and I don't want to be in that position. So if I don't want to be in that position, I need to work hard now. Because mm. then whether she needs it or doesn't need it, I'm fine. Because yeah. I made the right choice now rather than having regret, regret later. Mm. So ultimately, that's, that's what fuels me. That's what drives me. Why is that important to you, though? Like, really important to you? For my daughter and for my son, just because, I don't know. Like, it's not like I didn't get whatever I wanted when I was younger, but it's just... I don't know. I think it's just the, I don't know. I just think it's the father in me. Mm-hmm. From when I was 15, I've been thinking about having kids. Mm-hmm. And so like from day dot, it's always been, I want to be able to provide. It's like, I don't know. I don't even know if this is the wrong thing to say, but like some people say kids shouldn't be your project. And my child isn't my project. But to me, it's like, I want to be able to provide because I don't know, it gives me a sense of happiness. Okay. Maybe that's the easiest <clears> way <throat> yeah. to describe it. It's like seeing them happy just makes you happy. <clears throat> Do you guys have kids? Nah, nah. nah. You'll know not exactly yet. what yeah, I mean when you have yet, kids. Man. I'm telling you. Do you have yeah. kids? No, nah, not yet. Not yet. Not that you know of, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm not you, man. Oh, uh, shit. I'm not on that, man. But oh, yo. Nah. Sick, man. Just yeah. to close this podcast then. Go on. You probably know what I'm going to ask you, Nick, if you've been watching the watching <laughs> the freeze, but what's the biggest lesson you've taken away from your own life? From my own life? Discipline is the most important thing that you need for your life for every aspect. So if I expand on that a bit, um, let's say how I spoke about earlier, I spoke about fitness, I spoke about business, I spoke about all of mm. these different things. Business comes easy to me, fitness comes easy to others, etc. right? Now, if I can have a certain sense of discipline where regardless of whether something's easy for me or not, I can achieve it, then it means no matter what aspect of my life I want to get better, I can achieve it because I've created a formula for it. Now, if you don't have that level of discipline, and that means saying no to yourself when you need to. Like, my, miss, my missus will sometimes say to me, like, oh, um, let's do this on this day, and I've got work. And I'm like, no, my boss won't give me annual leave. 
Mm. And she's like, you are your own boss. I'm like, exactly. Boss, <laughs> 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 give me a new one. Because I'm not, you got to have that level of discipline. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's a work day, it's a work day. If I need to ask for two weeks in advance before I can go do something, then I need to go and ask two weeks in advance, even if it's to myself. Why? It's discipline. Because I promised myself something that I have to then live by mm. and, and get to. So I don't know if that's the answer that you're looking for, but discipline for me is the most important thing that I've learned from my life is that once I master that, the rest all falls into place. Love yeah, that, man. Yeah, well, man. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Going home today, and everyone's getting like, I'm going on ghost mode. Six months, just oh, audio, audio. I'm so motivated, honestly, now. But bro, appreciate that, man. I appreciate this episode, man. No, it was a really good one. But big shout out to Leicester Podcast Studio for hosting us. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow to our page. Until next time.